the Chicago Bulls team that we all was worried was going to come back did indeed come back as the Bulls give up a big first half lead against the Indiana Pacers and Ben Matherin completely outduels DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine down the stretch of this game to lead the Indiana Pacers in a big comeback victory over the Chicago Bulls. We're going to break it all down, have some therapy right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, y'all. I want y'all to remember. This is what I want everybody to do is remember Shay. Shay, I know he's going to be in the chat if he's not here already. Y'all remember that Shay was in here. Oh, that's for all you MFers that said that Miles Turner. That Miles Turner goes off in the third quarter. Ben Matherin goes off in the fourth quarter. The Chicago Bulls team did exactly what I said they haven't been doing lately, and that's they fret. They get out of doing their game plan. Uh, they do rushed offense, take bad shots. It got them out of their defense. It was a lot. This was an unacceptable loss for the Chicago Bulls. Not, again, and I've said this, and I said this in, even on my prediction show, my pre-recorded episode earlier today. I said, listen, this is the type of game that the Bulls end up dropping. This is the game that they can win, but if they don't play hard for a full four quarters, the Bulls came in and executed a great first half. They then got punched in the mouth in the second half and didn't know how to respond. That's, listen, that's bad. The Bulls, the Bulls just, listen, it's crazy. Seven turnovers in the first half to the Chicago Bulls. They finished the game with 16, nine turnovers in just the second half. They shoot the ball 48% from the, from the field, 20% from three-point range in this game, 76% from free throw range. That's unacceptable as well. They tied a rebounding battle. They have 19 assists. Keep in mind, they had, I believe it was 12 assists in the first half. This this team just got completely out of what they, what worked for them in the first half of the game completely out of what worked for them in, in the first half. And it looked like a completely different, it, the halves basically just flipped. And then in a game that was already ugly, a game that already had a real weird feel and vibe about it, the Indiana Pacers come out and they punch the Bulls in the mouth. Benedict Matherin just executed down the stretch of the game. TJ McConnell hitting big shots. Miles Turner hitting big shots. The Bulls just, this was the Bulls team that we've been seeing. And I said it before, every time we start asking, is this team about to start turning the corner? Something like this happens. The Bulls drop this type of game. And that's what hurts this team. The, the, the team playing this one. Zach Levine, 4 for 14 in this game. 14 points. DeMar DeRozan, only 21 shots to get 33 points. Not bad. Vooch had 20 and 8. We got a Drummond siding in the second half. He plays six minutes in the second half, scores seven points and five rebounds. Uh, uh, Derrick Jones Jr. doesn't score a basket in the second half. Kobe White doesn't score a basket, I don't think, in the second half either. Those things hurt this team. They just did not show up in the second half of this game in the same way they showed up in the first half. And when the Bulls are, when they Bulls do that type of thing, they're going to lose games against a team without their best player in Tyrese Halliburton. That's what's so frustrating about this Bulls team is that they you, you you can't expect any level of play from them no matter if even if you see it in the first half right the Bulls showed up big in the first half of this game and then you think hey you just got to execute you just need one more good quarter give us a, a great third quarter like you played the first and second we can probably put this team away after going into halftime with a 16 point lead instead the Bulls give up a a big third quarter in which the Indiana Pacers score 34 to the Chicago Bulls five and then they give up another 30 point quarter in the fourth and they get outscored by 13 points in the fourth quarter as the Pacers seal the victory that's just it's tough man and, and that and that's just the unfortunate downside of how the Chicago Bulls team has played this season and let's not even just put it on that Benedict Matherin and Miles Turner stepped up in major ways in the second half for their team. And they and they really just they Benedict Matherin continues to looking like the star in the making that he has all season. TJ McConnell hitting some big shots. Wouldn't it be nice to get Alice Caruso to play like TJ McConnell, who gave us some really good defense and also went nine to fourteen from the field? Buddy Hill hit big baskets down the stretch of the game. Chris Duarte got an Isle DeSumo's head earlier in the, in the game. And he and uh, DeSumo only scores seven points in this game. He goes three to seven from the field. Just a lot in this game. A lot goes into the why the Bulls lost this game, man. And it's all in their control. But like I said, the Pacers still played a hell of a game in that second half. 
Hell of a game. But we need to blame. Shea is to blame for this one. Steve-O speaks says 15 turnovers, horrible defense. It's crazy. Every time I say, <laughs> say is this the game the Bulls turn it around, they fold. Agreed, bro. Evan Lick in the building. He says, set it at halftime. Don't ever get hopeful. This team was fool's gold. Never even, never get hopes up. Levine is borderline unplayable with any sort of clutch situation. Even with the, that's not true. That last part is just not true. But he completely, he did kill the Bulls in the game today. Like when the Bulls had still had a chance to make a comeback, you lose the ball. You like again the 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 basketball IQ thing from Zach rears its ugly head in this game. PB and Pat says, thank you, Zach Levine, for trying TJ McConnell and Alex. What was that pass, man? I knew it was going to happen. Called it during halftime. Laxis Garcia in the building. We haven't seen him in a minute. Says, bro, Zach is nervous. I don't, bro. Shay, whose fault this loss is, says, this is what happens when you go away from what got you in the game in the first place. It's not just that. The Pacers played much better defense in the second half of that game. Walking up the court and shit. That shit crazy, man. It don't even matter anymore. Our season is a wash. Just get these trades. It's not happening. So Shane O'Mac, get get your hopes out of that. The trades aren't happening, and the season's not over. The season isn't a wash. They, they, listen, we were never coming in winning a championship this season. Demar should have had the ball more. As much as we hate to say it, Dan, we need him uh, to ball hog. I take it all back, Demar. No, we don't need him to ball hog, but we do need him to go in isolation when the Bulls can't buy a bucket. Shay, you have to play defense for like okay, Shay, we all know that. That's 100 percent true. Brandon Peck in the building says, Wish me luck. I'm going to watch the highlights when it uploads. Don't do that. Save yourself the trouble. Save yourself the frustration, bro. We lost. That's just is what it is. Zach is whack, man. I've been saying Zach has not played to the all-star level this season. He just hasn't. It wasn't even just TJ McConnell. Ben Matherin down the stretch of that game cooked. Bob King says, Stop going to Vooch. Lead came crashing down, and Zach played horrible in the fourth. Absolutely, bro. Mark Shannon in the building says they got burnt out by a young, scrappy team. That's a great way to put it. Devin Hayes, I thought we were turning a corner and we had gotten past collapses like this. Too bad to bad teams. I mean, listen, one could hope. The Bulls are still um, 11 and 8 in their last 19 games, which I, I guess that's that's something to look at. But you can't lose again. Like they had, well, again, what have we been saying, though? Win the week. So the Bulls got to win the next two games. They have to win the next two games to win the week. You a little too chill compared to us right now. I mean, there's no point in being hyped. Like I said before, it's I'm not getting hype over one wins. I'm not going to get down over one loss. The Bulls have to win the week. From now on to the end of the season, they have to win the week. Meaning, they, have, they play four games this, this week. They've gone one and one so far. They got to win the next two. Win the week. The Bulls can still move up the standings, but they got to to win the week. It's just that simple. Back to life. Back to reality. That's crazy. Billy Donovan's gum. Hayes, bro, I honestly uh, was not starting to fucking live up. If I was you, we suck, bro. This shit is fucking ridiculous. Listen, we saw the Boston Celtics lose to the damn Orlando Magic yesterday. Do you think we're not going to be susceptible to that? And we're not as good as the Boston Celtics. Like that, that I guess that's why I'm not so far up and down. It's like, what expectation? Did you think the Bulls weren't going to lose a tough uh, a game they shouldn't for the rest of the season? They absolutely were. This was always not necessarily this loss, but losses like this are going to happen over the course of the season. But like I said, what am I focused on with this team? Winning the week. That's what I need them to do. If they can do that, all right, you got your loss out the way. It is what it is. The Real Bando said they sold the game literally. I watched it. NBA rigged it. I wouldn't be surprised with that. Windy City Vids in the building. It's tough, bro. Teams like this and losing to them just makes my head spin. I don't know what the problem is, but we are not uh, We are not good of not keeping leads. Yeah, we suck at keeping leads. And, you know, that's the thing. Even people saying at the halftime hangout, people was like, hey, Bulls, you just got to gotta play full four, four quarters, right? Yeah, we had a big lead, but the Bulls always give up those leads, man, and it's unfortunate. It really does suck taking a break. One loss got you like that, bro. Like we literally are three and three and one in our last four, and one loss. Like that's what, I guess I don't understand that. Like one loss really be sending y'all down a tailspin, man. That's crazy. Pat is your best defender, and every time in big situation, he sits on the bench. Hey, that's a Billy Donovan thing. Every single time, ISO ball with two players will continue to lose. Yeah, they got away from running the game plan. That's one thing that we said. This team, even when they face adversity, has to stick to the game plan. They stopped that. Hayes, why are we such a bad rebounding team sometimes? Every time Indiana took a late shot, they were getting second chances and out-hustling us on the boards. Well, keep in mind, 
This one thing about the Chicago Bulls, we don't even try for offensive rebounds more times. The fact that we had 15 offensive rebounds last night was surprising because when you just look at the way that the Bulls do, four Bulls go back down on the other side of the court the moment any time a shot goes up. And that's just what happened in this case. Mr. Hill says, hey, man, I ain't even got no analysis. I really had hope we could end this week back at 500. But at this point, I don't know what to think. I mean, listen. It is what it is, but they still need to win the week. That's it. That's the way I look at it. They still need to win the week. So it kind of is what it is there. This team, Hayes, I watch every game, get used to disappointment, just like my Chicago Bears, so frustrated. Listen, I, I wasn't frustrated by the Bears season either because I expected a lot of losses last season for the Bears. Io definitely not hitting no Teresa. No threes? Bro, What? wait a second. Why does your phone default it to Teresa? You've been hitting on Teresa, bro? Like, this is what you've been doing, man? Hayes Caruso was negative 13 tonight. Why did Billy stay with him the whole damn fourth quarter? Also, why no DJJ the entire fourth quarter? Some bad second half coaching by Billy. Again, Billy overall went away from what worked in the in the first half of this game. 16 turnovers. Yeah, bro. It was bad. Bad game from the Chicago Bulls. Hey, we got the super chat from Jabroni. Thank you for supporting the channel at that level, my brother. I'm pissed we blew the game, but can I be mad about timely no calls? DeMar being pushed in the back when we were up five. God, this team, man, this, this team is so frustrating. If we're not going to make any moves at the deadline, then what direction are we going in? We're not rebuilding, and AK didn't want didn't do anything besides sign Drogic and German. Enough is enough. Again, every, every offseason, every trade deadline is not going to be a big move. Keep in mind, this guy completely turned over the roster in his first Eight months on the job between the first trade deadline and then that upcoming that following offseason when we got DeMar, Lonzo, and everybody, he completely turned over the roster. Everybody, not you, I'm not saying you, but the people that are expecting it to be that every offseason, it's just not realistic. This isn't NBA 2K. It just isn't. And you don't build continuity. You show me a team that built a, a contender by making big moves and trades every trade deadline. So the direction this team is going in is still development, still trying to pick their place, still growing some, still trying to add talent, but they're waiting on their they're waiting on that home run deal. That's the direction that they're going in. It's not just a simple either you compete or you blow it all up. That's not where this team is right now. That's not the direction AK is going to take this team. When this team gets a lead, they get completely lackadaisical. They act as if teams are just going to lay down, no hustle, and did not match Indiana's energy at all. But it is the second game on a back-to-back. It is after the Paris trip, which I think they just got back Saturday night, I think, then practiced Sunday, then played yesterday and today. But they like the no energy thing, I told you guys on back-to-backs, I can only give so much on it, man. I can only give so much on it. Just when you get the slightest hope for this team, they tear it all down. Yep, absolutely. Mickey, maybe I'm tripping, but you don't have the usual disappointment in your voice after a loss. Because, like I said, um, the point where where I am right now, it's not about the individual games. The Bulls have to win the week. That's what I've said. That's that's what I've been saying. That's what I've been preaching over on the show for a week or two now. And so, if the Bulls win the next two games, that means they went 3-1 and in this week. And that would ultimately mean as well, they went 6-2 and in the last eight. I can take that. They have to win the week. That's what it boils down to. That's where I am with this team. Yes, there are going to be some tough losses in it. Yes, the Bulls are going to lose games that they shouldn't lose. They're probably going to win some games they shouldn't win over the rest of the season. But if they win the week, that's what I can I can rest in that. Because if they if they build off of that and win the week, win the week, maybe tie a week, win the next week, we'll be above 500. You're not going to win every game in the season. So I'm not really, yeah, it sucks that we gave up a big lead. But I guess because I have that mindset of just win the week, we'll see what it turns into. Hey, bro, I'll give you credit for being able to talk about it after shit like this. I'd be fuming. Hey, man, it really just came because of doing this for a year and a half at this point. Because, yeah, if somebody would have asked me before, I would have definitely said there ain't no way I can talk after a Bulls loss. Put Zach on the back of a milk cart and he was clearly MIA. Yeah, you know what? The, we, we just saw the avatar of Zach Levine today. There was no spirit in that body at all. I don't know what happened. I don't know who did an exorcism on Zach Levine at halftime, especially in the fourth quarter. He was he was he might as well not been out there, bro. We literally got beat by a two one zone. Billy made no adjustments. Unacceptable. Listen, every, for every three games Billy coaches well, he'll coach eight back. Them boys burnt them out on a back to back. Yeah, they just outworked him. They outworked him in this game. Billy Donovan has a great deal to uh, do with this loss. This guy has no true gameplay. He just mimics whatever the other team is doing instead of sticking to our own game plan. Well, 
I mean, he. I won't say this. He's coached much better over the last five games or so. This game was not a good coach game by Billy Donovan, but it also wasn't a good executed game. For for example, like it really did the Bulls. I don't know if that was Billy Donovan's. But there are some things that the Bulls did in the second half of this game. I can't blame on Billy Donovan, like not going through their offense, taking early shots in the shot clock, taking bad shots, not even allowing or calling for a pick and roll, which worked for you earlier. Like it, it's some of the coaching. It's not all on Billy. It's not all on the players, but they they all got to take that collective L today. First half, our teamwork on offense was good, and the second half became too much, so much iso ball. Yeah, that's been the thing that I've been worried about that we have avoided the last few games is when we do give up a run, the Bulls have not gone heavy isolation. They've just gone through their offense, moved the ball around, got everybody involved. We didn't see that in this game. Didn't see it at all. Is Zach Hands that messed up, or do you think it – listen, for a hand to be swollen that long, it's a combination – well, it was a combination of both. I think the hand definitely is contributing to his bad shooting, but – uh, the mental mistakes, like especially on that last play he had, that's just, hey, listen, I don't know. Like they say, your brain on drugs. Zach made it, made it, got him that za at halftime thinking it was all over. Y'all thought wrong. The Bulls fold under pressure from Brandon Eljet. Goon, auntie in the building says, that shit don't make sense. Horrible game. Ain't no way we up 22 and lose. Everybody need to be slapped. Slap the whole goddamn roster. Ali Fouts in the building. Thank you for supporting the channel, brother. He says, man, this was terrible. We need to dust off. We we need to dust off, get back to the saddle, and get back to what we're capable of. I completely agree with you there, brother. Completely agree. Of course, the Pacers would be desperate. They lost seven damn games in a row. That's tough. Uh, I hate trap games because they let the teams that are supposed to lose get the benefit of the doubt all the time. That's a good point as well. Bro, even the Bulls' Instagram is pissed. They use, that's funny. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Like, this team, man, is just a frustrating team. It really just is. Jumping doing well near the end of the third. Billy snatches him. Io scores with five left in the fourth quarter. A slide drop. Billy snatches him. This coach is really pissed me. I mean, Billy isn't the best coach, right? He isn't the best coach. I believe the Pacers covered the spread. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, wouldn't be surprised at that at all. You guys know my conspiracy theory. Hayes, I'm almost sure the Bulls have lost all the games went up by 20-plus in the first half this season. I'd have to check on that. I'd have to do some research on that, but that's crazy. Good job not playing Pat in the fourth to guard Matherin. Billy is a genius. Exactly. Thumbs up, Billy. Thumbs up, Billy. Good job there, Billy Donovan. Goon, uh, second half Bulls came out. I don't give a fuck attitude. Like, they were tired of something. I just can't figure the Bulls out. Hell, I don't think the Bulls can figure the Bulls out. That's one of the issues. What up, hey? Someone on the Pacers staff must have heard the Locked On Pod, and they told, our guys, uh, told uh, the guys to run our guys off the floor. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, yeah, this team, man, this team, bro, I, it's crazy, man. I, I'm in a really abusive relationship with the Chicago Bulls because I love this team so much. I put so much of my energy and day-to-day -day time on this team, and this is what they do for me, man. When is Javante coming back? It's going to be a minute. Keep in mind, uh, he they said he wouldn't be evaluated, reevaluated for two weeks, but they expect him to be out at least a month. And I think we're not even, we're, what, a week and a half into that? He's going to be gone for a while there, brother. What are you talking about? We didn't give Denzel Valentine a max. No, Zach Levine is not as bad as Denzel Valentine. Come on now. Stop exaggerating. See, this is the thing. Hyperbole has no place in sports. And you know why? Because it's statistics. When you have to use hyperbole in sports, you're just trying to drill something home. Like, just, just stick to the stats. Now, now, bro, I respectfully disagree. This is not just one loss. The Pacers team lost seven in a row, one against us, which I had a feeling. We lost too many teams. Under, still, it doesn't matter. This is still one loss. The Bulls are still three and one in their last four, and eleven and seventeen in the last eighteen. That that it's still just a loss. Now it could become worse, especially if the Bulls lose one or the next two. But this is still just one loss. That's all it is. The Bulls were they're never going to go undefeated in the season, even in the second half of the season. So guess what? Losses were going to come. And yeah, this was a bad loss. Don't get me wrong, but it's still just one loss. They got to win the week. That's it. It's still just one loss. And just in reality of it, it's still a loss. How they got the loss don't matter. It's still a loss in the lo in the in the loss column. Uh, uh, Indy, honestly, is better than the record shows, to be honest. If Halliburton wasn't out, they don't lose seven straight in the first. Well, if correct me if I'm wrong, that streak started with Halliburton there. So, I mean, listen, every team goes there. Well, they've lost seven in a row, no. But they they could have still went on a bad stretch. Uri Hayes, 3-1 isn't bad, but I think how they lose is what hurts. They should have won this game. Damn, this stinks. Oh, yeah, it's don't get me wrong. It sucks. 
Right? It definitely sucks. It is what it is, though, man. 4-16 and 16 with the lead at half this season. Uh, damn, that's crazy. This is the problem with this team. And why are we better against better teams? It's all their effort and heart. Prove me wrong. I Man, I, I don't really know. I don't know. Like, it's so – it's the most confusing thing about this team. You lose – you win against the good teams, and you lose against the bad teams. It's just wild. Bulls act like they're not trying to get out of the play-in. What the fuck, Bulls had this game. They gave up no effing heart. Yeah, I mean – they, they got the skirt pulled up in this game. Billy lack of situational awareness drives me crazy. That is his fault is one of his faults as a coach. Like he just, he doesn't understand how he doesn't adjust well. And I noticed something me and Pat over on Lockdown Bulls disagree with. He just does like he, Billy Donovan doesn't make adjustments. Well, he doesn't necessarily have the best game plans every night. Not everybody's going to have that, but you need to make adjustments, man. I'm still laughing at Hay saying Young looks like a lick lollipop that fell on a cat yesterday. It's, it's it's true. It's true. Angela Williams says, in today's NBA, 20-point lead means, and I wouldn't say it means nothing, but no lead is safe. Definitely say that. No lead is safe at all. There's no lead that's safe in the NBA. <laughs> Why were the Pacers trying so hard? Listen, if you lose seven in a row as pride, it kicks in you want that win. Chris Simmons says, crazy stuff. I just want to know how do we have an issue with inbounding the ball, fam? Like, I understand it's the NBA. We can't get them all, but that shit is cringeworthy at this point. Oh, yeah, and it's been very consistent this season, too. So, yeah. Trent, what kind of stupid? I didn't even see any trade idea. What's the trade idea? Bro, what are you what are you smoking? I could you know what? I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna join nobody today. I'm gonna keep I almost went in. The hat almost turned around, but I'm leaving it alone. Refs are crazy inconsistent. Crazy sometimes, I wish I would say, from God's mouth to refs' ears, make the call. Based on this law, showing weaknesses, what piece are you looking to get at the trade? Listen, I still don't think AK is going to make a significant trade at the trade deadline. I just don't see it happening. Bro, you can't blow it. This is like, Malik, I don't, like, this is the NBA, bro. No lead is safe. You can say we can't all day, but it happens all the time. We're too old to run with the young boys and too young to not get scared and just yell, DeMar, save me. That's funny. Let's see. Davin says, we left the energy in the locker room at halftime. This was That was my first question two minutes into the third. Yeah, definitely agree with you on that one. I, it's such a different game. Such a different game. These overreactions are lame. Hey, listen, that's that's Bulls fans, man. That, and that's not just Bulls fans. It's fans of any, any fandom of any team. It happens, man. Uh, this shit just hurts my soul. Hey, listen, it sucks to see your team lose, man. Listen, I'm here with you. It sucks to see the Chicago Bulls lose. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here taking this like, hey, man, it's cool. You know, it is. I'm pissed at the loss, but I know that it was a lot losses were going to happen, man. It, at the end of the day, like we, it's this ain't going to make or break the season right now, but we got some shit to do. Appreciate your tranquility. You're right about winning the week. Optimistic, but this team has to get some consistency. Oh, completely agree with you. Completely agree. Yeah, they need to be more consistent. Yeah, they need to take care of business against sub-500 teams. They absolutely need to do that. Zach is our best catch-and-shoot player. He has pretty low uh, basketball IQ, and Billy decides to have him inbound the ball. I rest my case. That's a hell of a case there, brother. That may be a a bulletproof case you have there, bro. Um, And you know what? I'll say this, too. I know Zach Levine's hands hurt, and that's why. We haven't really been running catch-and-shoots for Zach Levine either the last couple of games. Now, last game, of course, everything worked out, but I would like to see us get back to that. Bulls lost. You angry, right? You mad, right? You want to smash up the right? Let's, let's start with that like button. Say my name. That's a great, great segue. You know what? That may be the best segue of the year. I like what you did there, brother. I like what you did there a lot. Bulls, man. This team. I love this team, but Lord knows. Miami beat Boston, and Boston, damn, they they beat Boston. I know Tatum was cooking, and that's after Boston lost to Orlando, man. It's crazy. Uh, bro, when we went down to deep down, I was happy because these guys are ass and shouldn't have won. <laughs> that's crazy. Hayes, what did you say at, at, at your pregame show? I don't care. The Bulls win. As soon as I get my hopes up that this team plays trash, I'm so frustrated. Listen, it is what it is. Smoking lemon pepper. Who's smoking lemon pepper? In my opinion, with Mike Jones, who? Mike Jones, Jones. Uh, Bulls are not mentally tough. When Turner started going off, he pissed Vooch off and took his head out the game. That's a great point. And Miles Turner, like I said, I know Shea ran up out of here, but he be tripping, bro. Uh, super chat. Hey, Saiton Javier, thank you for the super chat. He says, I honestly think Billy doesn't know how to draw up an inbound set. That's a great point there, brother. 
Uh, Hayes, what's good, fam? What a frustrating loss tonight. Caruso and Iowa were awful tonight. McConnell cooked us and Ben Matherin. Ben Matherin put the ice on. He he did a little sprinkle. He he did he did the he, salt. What's the salt? The the yeah the, the chef. That's what he did. Hayes, if we win these next two games, where would that put us in the standings? I guess I'm not too upset with this loss. They came back from Paris and had a back to back. I let this one slide. Um, well, it depends on what other teams do, right? So standings are kind of hard to predict because it's also based off what the people ahead of you do. Um, the Pacers getting this win puts a game between us, but let's go on and say the Bulls win the next two games and, uh, they need the Pacers lose their next game or whatever. I don't have any more games they have on the week. The Bulls could, could be up to the ninth seed by the end of the week. Um, the Atlanta Hawks and the Indiana Pacers would have to lose two games while we win two games for us to move higher than that. But, you know, experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. We'll see. Brandon L. Jet, these fair weather fans and asinine trade proposals are laughable. Uh-oh, we told y'all, uh, Brandon L. Jet been cooking, people. He about to start cooking. Y'all watch out. That means that Brandon L. Jet watching in the comments for somebody to cook. He gonna cook. There are many teams with young, high-potential stars while we're still a middable team. Is this enough to predict how things will be in the future? Somehow, can we build a team to be at the same track? Well, keep in mind, those teams with a lot of young, high-potential stars, some of them ain't doing shit. They mid as well. So, it's not like it's one key thing that can get you. You have to, to to build a contender. A lot of things, you have to get lucky on some things. A lot of things have to come right. You have to have the right uh, coach at the right time. You got to have the right roster and balance on that roster. So the Bulls got the work ahead of them to get there. I, I, it's it's not going to be a, a clear path. And even if the Bulls were to make some mysterious, huge, monumental trade, still may take time then. The Bulls just got to go through it, man. This is just where we are right now. If Acme doesn't make any trades, then they lied to everyone. They said they would do everything and anything to improve the team. They did not say that. So I guess they're happy being mid. Well, keep in mind, doing anything and everything doesn't mean making knee-jerk reaction. We got to think that, oh, but you can you can only be trying to improve the team if you make a trade at this trade deadline because we need something. That's not how life works. That's not how basketball works. There's a couple of different routes you can go. You can wait till the offseason. Keep in mind. When you do trades in the offseason, you get more assets back. Midseason trades usually don't net you a lot back. But even with that said, yes, they have an expiring contract, all those things, we know that. But we got to stop wrapping our head thinking, this is the, if they don't do it, that means they don't care about the team. No, they could have, they could have a plan in place. And it could be that that plan is a three to five year plan, right? That could very well be what they do. We got to stop living in this microwave. I know we live in a microwave society right now where everyone wants everything as quick and as soon as possible to feel like something's happening, but that's not usually how sustainable winning teams are built. The Bulls very well can make a big trade right now that can maybe get them to an ECF, and then the next two years fizzle out, and then it takes them five years to get back to where they were. Everything can't be microwavable. Look at the Lakers. They did everything they could to win that title. And they got a tough, difficult decade ahead of them now. So it depends on the method of the front office. We got to stop thinking that, oh, they don't care about this team if they don't make a big trade at this trade deadline. Now, I will say this. You earn less and less leeway and trust as a front office the longer you aren't making a clear outline to improve this team. But with that being said, you still don't got to do anything right now. Not going to lie, all the hugging, hee-hee, and ha-ha at the end of the game pissed me off. We need to develop a tougher mentality. Give me Bobby, give me back Bobby Portis. I said it before on a, on a stream, I think last week, Bobby Portis would literally be the perfect, the perfect role player for this, I mean bench player for this team right now. The perfect six man for this team right now. I would love to see him there. Because Shea says, I'm tired of you going over my tribute to DeMar DeRozan, but it's all good. The hate is real. No, the hate ain't real. I mean... What we're not we're not giving tributes to nobody in a loss like this. Nobody. 
Ain't nobody getting no tributes in no loss like this. I'm sorry. Nobody is. Trade DeMar to Portland, not going to happen. This team looked like the 2019 Bulls when DeMar wasn't on the court. It looked like that even some when DeMar was on the court. Let's not act like it was just DeMar just saving us. Rookie Ben Matherin scored 15 points in the fourth quarter. That's more than Zach scored the whole game. Yeah, Ben got it going. He put the team on his back. He got it going. In Acme, I trust they're still better. Oh, definitely still better than the last regime. I definitely feel you on that one. Why would you have a plan? Because that could be part of the plan. Like, if you lock in your coach, do you? that means that it may be part of the plan. Like, again, and keep in mind, Billy Donovan's not a bad coach. He's Overall, he's not. Is he a championship-level coach? Fuck no. But again, this team being as far away from they are as a title, what does it matter? There's not any coach that can turn this roster into a championship roster. There's just not. You can bring Pop, Phil Jackson, um, Pat Riley, Eric Spostra, um, J- uh, Jerry West, um, uh, Bill Russell. You can have them all do the fusion dance and combine into one amazing basketball mind. And there's not a single coach that can transform this roster into a championship roster. So lock them in. Lock them in. And then once you do get to the point to where you're building something and you then can say, hey, B- hey Billy, guess what? Thank you for sitting around here for three years. We got a damn good roster. And you know what we realized? Over watching you over the last five years, you're not the guy to get us to the championship. We think we got the roster now. Go ahead and hit the hit, hit the bricks. Go go call games with Mark Jackson. We, we, we got somebody coming in who's going to seal the deal. This team is so far away from being a championship contender, it don't matter who the coach is. I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be real with you. Lee Education James can come out of the YouTube chat right now and coach the Chicago Bulls, and he can't make it, it can't do no no much no better or no worse. Right now, the coaching is not the biggest thing on this on it's a it's a problem, but you got to fix so much with just the balance of this roster before you need to worry about getting a championship level head coach in this building. That's it. Hayes, uh, trust me, I know this loss was coming. When you play a team on a losing streak, they will be more hungry. Absolutely. They did not want to lose that eighth game in a row. Tim Rockhill says, five-year fix in what world? Going to take a decade uh, to dig this shit out. Will they get moving forward for hope? No, that's that's. I'm sorry. That's that's an emotional response. Um, because this team still has talent. And honestly, uh, what could accelerate it, if Io or Patrick Williams, or God forbid both of them, have an offseason like Kobe White did where they fix some holes on their game, that accelerates it right there. If Lonzo Ball does come back healthy, let's say he does. You get back to a player that helps Zach Levine be a better defender. Still, you still need to make other moves, and that is, like I said, it's luck. It's a combination of luck. It's a combination of planning. You never know. <laughs> Facts, coachly education in the building. I can see you showing up with your with your clipboard right now. You get, Like, Education James will literally show up like, I just got a hat. That's my only prop right now. This is a clipboard. Zach, sit your ass on the bench, bro. Like, sit down. Uh, uh, sit down. Don't even worry about it. If Lee Education Jane was the coach today, he would have been like, hey, Zach, uh, listen. Zach Levine, hold on. Zach, hey, man. You're playing like a bitch. You're playing like a big-ass bitch right now. I need you to sit down. Hey, you go ahead and clock out for me. Go ahead and clock out for me, Zach. We don't need your services are no longer needed to me. <laughs> Put me in, coach. I'll have all their wives. They have a lot of fire under them. That is hilarious. You know what? I can definitely see Brandon L. Jett. Brandon L. Jett would have showed up like, hold on, wait a second. Am I going to do a voice? I'm just going to say it. So Brandon L. Jett would show up like, hey, man, hey, Zach, man, hey, man, come over here real quick, Zach. Come on. Let me holler at you, brother. Let me holler at you. Where, where's your wife and your baby at? Were they, were they at the game today? They're over there? Thank you. Okay, let's go ahead and go holler. Hey, Miss Levine, by the way, hey, man, where's that baby at? I just threw my hat across the studio. That would have been Zach Levine's baby, and Brandon L. Jett would have walked back over to Zach like, Hey, you got something to say, light skin? Oh, I thought so. Brandon L. Jett just had a smack of baby. And then walked the fuck off. That would have been it, bro. Brandon L. Jett would have did all that. Dad in the building says, Levine still needs to get his head out his ass when the game's on the line. Look, yeah, he got some terrible. That Like, the, every everything that anybody says negative about Zach Levine showed up in the fourth quarter of this game. Everything, every negative aspect about Zach Levine as a player showed up in the fourth quarter of this game. That's it. <laughs> Needed that. That's funny. <laughs> Off-ball movement is Billy's least favorite thing in the world. Some of this roster would be an uh, uh, excellent statue. 
The players need to play better. Zach needs to admit he played bad at the end, and Billy left you in to prove a point. Nah, Billy, listen, I'll tell you right now. Billy ain't leave nobody in to, uh, to prove a point. Billy ain't that smart. Billy ain't that smart. That's like thinking somebody did reverse psychology and they're an idiot. It is, Billy ain't leave nothing in to prove no point. I feel like a broken record, but this team isn't consistent. That's why we're sub-500. One step forward and two step. Let's stop. Like Adrian, you know I love you, bro. Like, I, and and but it's not one step forward, two step. Like, literally lost one game. We're three and one. We're we're eleven and seven in the last eighteen. Like, let's stop acting like we. we I understand one loss, and I understand this loss sucks. But this wasn't a two step back loss. It just wasn't. Like, I'm sorry. I like it wasn't. I wasn't. Now, if they go on to go on another three game losing streak, yeah, that's definitely you shot yourself in the foot there. But let's see. Our mission is to be between the 10th and the 7th seed, maybe the 6th seed in the best cases. We'll face the same teams, Atlanta, Indiana, in the plane, and then the Celtics, which we play, uh, which we like to play against. Standings is not that important. Well, you want to try to avoid the plane if you can. You don't even want to, you don't even want to chance yourself to say that, but you know. Billy needs to get his act together. Rotations need to be fixed, and he needs to make adjustments and tell his team to finish the game better than they started. Nah, bro, this game was tough. This team needs a superstar. Not sure how to get one, but that's what this team lacks. A dominant closing superstar who leads by example. Well, I mean, yeah, well, and that's why I say, like, you either need a generational talent or you need one to one to two superstars. Or you can do one, one superstar and one high-level star or two kind of mid-stars. But that's usually what you need to, to, to get a championship-level team, and this team just doesn't have it. I love DeMar. DeMar isn't a superstar. He's, he's, I guess you can make a con uh, conversation for him to be a star. When Zach's on, he's a star, but Zach hasn't, like, he had, what, a 10-game stretch of being on the season? Again, it's one game off. Let's see if he gets back to it, but that hand injury is really killing him. But this team is not a championship-level roster. It's not even remotely close to one. Uh, Zach's defense gives Pacers credit for trapping him in the zone, and players are standing still, not rotating to the gaps. Whole team was trash. Yeah, whole team executed bad down the stretch of the game. Executed terribly down the stretch of the game. Didn't see Drummond screwing up. Uh, I know. I think Drummond played pretty good this game. Last two games, well, I only played three minutes in the last game. I hope we didn't see him screw up too bad in three minutes. But, um, yeah, I think Drummond's going to slowly start earning some more minutes, especially with the matchups that we have. Um, I think Drummond's going to – I think Billy Donovan's going to realize he needs to start playing Drummond. As long as Drummond is responding and playing well, especially while Javante's still out on this stretch too – uh, there's not any reason why him and Derek can't play. Uh, yeah, especially Drummond in this game. Seven points, five rebounds, one turnover, one personal foul in six minutes. That's that's not a bad production at all. Ali Fault in the building says, good night, brother. Need uh, to sleep this one off on the Charlotte. I'll see you, bro. See you later on in the week, brother. So I'm going to address the elephant in the room. Last year, Billy was out and Zach was out. And the Bulls went on a 10-game winning streak. Zach and Billy need to be traded. It's false. First of all, we we won three of those games with Billy Donovan in. So everybody who keeps, keeps this narrative, the Bull, and we didn't, it was a nine-game winning streak. So let's be clear there. So a third of that winning streak, Billy Donovan was in. Let's also keep in mind that Chris Fleming, the acting head coach, said that that what he was coaching was Billy, Billy Donovan was still calling in. He was still coming in Zooms. He was still coming up with the game plan. We got to start with that. We got to start with that. And then on that nine-game winning streak as well, Zach was there for, I think, only two of those games. So, again, that narrative that you just tried to preach is a completely false narrative. That's just not the reality of what happened. I'm with you, Hayes. Just one loss, ready for the next game. We got to get it in. Now, if we start, if we lose the next one too, all right, then we got to start having some different different conversations. Zach and DeMar were never superstars. DeMar's a perennial all-star. Zach probably going to retire as one. Sometimes you are what your record says you are, and our record says we're a bad team. No, our record says we're a mid-team. Our record says we're a mid-team, not a bad team. We're a bad team definitely at times, and mid-teams can look good or look bad at times. That's why they're mid, but we're not, we're not a bad team. Listen, there are teams in the NBA with 11 and 12 wins. The Bulls got almost double that. We just play sucky-ass basketball sometimes, man. I feel like in games like this, you have to really run plays for other players such as Patrick Williams or Kobe White to take the pressure off Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, but I mean, when those when you're down, you're going to go to your stars. But yeah, I would like to see more plays run for everybody on this team. Um, our big three are a bunch of number twos on a championship team, and that's not a knock just the way it is. Yeah, I mean, that's not wrong at all. If we get clowned by the Magic again, I'm done. I can't confidently say we can beat uh, teams like this uh, no more. I mean, yeah, we can't say that now anyway. It just is. 
Bro thinks with the head coach is out, the assistant just takes the fuck over. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like, it, it's it's crazy how people have a, a misgiving on what that situation was like. Turnovers playing down to your competition. Lack of effort and intensity and iso ball in that second half were terrible and will not win you a game. Well, isolation ball has won this team games at times. But, yeah, the combination of that shit, it's not. It's just, that's not. It's not what it is. Uh, yep, that Billy. Uh, that was Billy's mistake. Trying to match small ball and played into their hands, which uh, led to the comeback. Yeah, you can't play into other, and that's something Billy Donovan does a lot. Is he does play into trying to match what the other team is doing rather than trying to force a mismatch, right? And I get it. Drummond hasn't necessarily played the best. We don't always even find Vooch down low the best. Drummond is nice in pick and roll at times, but I would have liked to see Billy Donovan try to force them out of small ball. That's what I would like to see. We need minute ball. Like, what's that going to do? That's literally not going to do much for this team. We'd be a team with some better production and maybe a couple of more wins. I think giving up a twenty-six point lead is disappointing, given the recent progress. Are we curse uh, third or curse third quarter team? Could be, definitely could be. Every every season has its own storylines. That that could definitely be. Demar in today's game can't be considered a star. He can't lead a contending team due to his non-shooting and ball-hogging style, and he can't be a second option on a good team either. Disagree. He can absolutely, and he's shown that he can be a second option. He just doesn't have a coach that forces him to do that. He's still a star. Demar Derozan is a star by every stretch of the imagination. He's not a superstar, but he's absolutely a star. Peter says this game, this team ain't going to make a big trade at the deadline, but at least one consistent shooter would be nice. Don't disagree with you. Smear 60, my little brother from another mother says, bro, I fell asleep during the third quarter. What the F happened? We lost. Yeah, we got cooked. Let's be clear. We got cooked. Melvin says, it's better having Zach Levine on a max contract than having Ben Simmons on a max contract. That is absolutely right there, brother. When I think of a superstar, I, uh, it's legit like eight to 10 guys in the league. Yeah, there's not that many superstars in the league. There's a lot of stars. A lot of players are stars. Only a few, a few superstars in the league. Uh, I'm not a, t- a big Tibbs guy. I blame him for the injuries to the Bulls, especially D. Rose. But I think this team with Tibbs would be a top three seed right now. He got the best out of it, out of his players. Billy doesn't. Keep in mind, but when Tibbs gets the best out of his players, it's young players. We've never seen Tibbs coach a veteran team. I don't know if he'll necessarily, like, keep in mind, when he took over the Bulls, that was a team led by Derrick Rose, who at that point was in his third season. Joe was in his fourth. A young Taj Gibson. Um, yeah. Carlos Boozer was on that team, but Carlos Boozer was just boo- was just booze. Um, and even the bench mob at that time was a lot of young t- uh, players who had been in the league for a few years, but not really proven themselves. And then when he went to Minnesota, very young team in Minnesota, went to New York now, fairly young team in New York. So I don't necessarily know if he'd get the most out of this team, but I could be wrong on that. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm just saying that I don't necessarily see that, but... Hey, you never know, but we'll never know anyway because it's not going to happen. Uh, what people don't understand is the tr- is the true value of a real ball handler, Lonzo. No, people understand it, but it's not going to fix this team. It's definitely going to help. And keep in mind too, let's not forget Billy Donovan never used Lonzo Ball as a point guard in the half court offense. Now that's not Lonzo's fault. But as much as you want to say a great ball handler than Lonzo is, the only time he really got to show that ball handling is in transition. Now, luckily, him and Caruso, and especially if they had Javante with the way he plays now, they get out in transition a lot. They get they get turnovers. They run the ball. They push the pace. But once the game slowed down, he didn't use Lonzo in the half court a lot. See? Following up. Never handles the ball in the half court. That's it. Zach got clamped. Zach got clamped on defense, and he got clapped uh, mentally as well. Like, I, I don't even know what he was thinking. Zach Levine wasn't playing basketball out there. I think Zach Levine thought he was playing patty cake because he wasn't playing the same sport everybody else was on the court was playing. Couldn't be. Couldn't be. I can't. I won't believe it. I refuse to believe that he was playing the same sport that the other nine players on that court were, were, were playing at the in the fourth quarter. I don't think he was. It's not hate. Wait, who's, well, who's hating on DeMar? Honest evaluation isn't hate, but it is what it is. I've missed like three Bulls games so far, and one was tonight. Uh, one was the D mid 70 ball and the other was Timberwolves game. Maybe me missing games is bad luck for the team. Well, don't miss no more goddamn games, brother. Well, we lost to a team. TJ McConnell, Miles Turner having big second halves as well. But Benedict Mathurin put the he 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 put the final touches on that. Demar was borderline concussion, bro. We're getting pushed, smacked in the face all game. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Hayes, what's your take? With us trading away our draft picks, our window to win is with no. Keep, okay, no. So the Bulls have 
five out of the next seven first round picks. So let's we gotta stop acting like the Bulls or the Lakers where they don't have any first round picks to 2027. We have our own first round pick next year, not this upcoming draft. We do send that one off. We have our own first round pick in 2024. We send a pick to the Spurs in 2025, and then we have our own first round pick from that point on. So we gotta stop acting like we don't have a future. Like cap space. People also talk about cap space. The Bulls can have almost $20 million in cap space this upcoming offseason and a $10 million mid-level exception. The Bulls have assets. The problem isn't the Bulls having assets. It's that are they going to wait on those assets or are they going to try to? Our window's not two to three years. Our window's a lot longer than that. That's just that's just my opinion on it. Oh, talking about the people saying trade tomorrow. My bad. He's uh, our only consistent player. Well, no, Vooch is our most consistent player this season. Um, but I'll say this. I think the people that say trade tomorrow only because they're, to me, are saying it because DeMar has probably the most value he's going to have right now. With another season on his contract after this, they would then own his bird rights to extend him if any team wanted to. And I think that, I think a lot of people, I mean, I say everyone, but I think a lot of people that say the trade DeMar don't necessarily dislike DeMar. They just realize that, hey, we may need to take advantage of, of DeMar's view around the league right now and maybe get what assets back we can. I'll, I'll present this to you. So if you could get, if DeMar DeRozan could net you back Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and the Phoenix, and two second-round picks from the Phoenix Suns, don't know if they even have that. Would you do that trade? That's the question I'm going to ask you. Would you do that trade? Keep in mind, Cam Johnson was playing some of the best basketball of his career coming into it. Jay Crowder brings a lot of the toughness we need. Two second-round picks. One will have to give up. Or let me ask you this. DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vucevic, DeAndre Ayton, Jay Crowder. Do you do that deal? That's what pe people are just kind of thinking of. What can the Bulls actually get? Not saying they're going to get that back. Not saying that's even an option. I'm just throwing that out there. Because yeah, everyone loves to bash DeMar. He don't talk or act like he's better than the team. He comes to win. That's it. He's always up, uh, lifting up the team and try to save the game. He didn't say he was a superstar. Yeah, I don't you know, I mean, who's bashing DeMar? Like, great, great point from Bathlore Payne. Again, y'all got to remember how bad this team was until last year. This is a process. Completely agree with you. Points per game is doesn't mean you're not inconsistent. There's more things than points per game. What and usually when people go to points when you have a conversation, it's like, all right, do you do you know there's two sides of basketball? Because Demar is literally one of the worst off-ball defenders in the NBA this season. That's it. So while he's scoring 27 points per game, he's giving up a bunch of that on the other side. And this again, this is not to shit on Demar because we need Demar, and what Demar does down the stretch in the fourth quarters is amazing. But he's still an inconsistent player. When you look at, uh, matter of fact, before he went down with injury, now we know that he had the thigh injury and stuff, shooting the ball very inconsistent. Even if so, if you want to use scoring as a metric, yeah, you can have points. Points per game is just that; it's points per game. But that is, there's more things to that. The off the ball defense, the not passing to open players at times, the not recognizing how to pass to a man in a pick and roll, right? The getting caught up and blown up on pick and rolls on the other side of the ball. Those those are all parts of basketball as well. So yeah, you can you can score a lot of points and still be inconsistent. Yes. Yeah, so the twenty million dollars in cap is if we let Vooch walk, don't re-sign Kobe White. Um, and then wait to resign. Because keep in mind, with their own free agents, you can technically delay their signings, and well, you still have a bit of their cap holds on the thing, but you can delay their signings and then go over the cap to sign them. So yeah, the Bulls would have to get creative with it, but uh, there's a possibility. Now, Cache makes a great point here. DeMar, he believes in himself, which is what the rest of the, and more so than just believing on himself, DeMar also believes in adding something, trying to still add to your game, even being a veteran, right? That's a mindset that you want every team to have, every single team to have. Throwing Cam Johnson, pull the trigger. No, Kashe, you got to. I understand that you that you have the hots for Demar Derozan, but that's not hate. There's a difference between critique and hate. Hate is saying Demar Derozan is a dumb player. Demar Derozan is the reason why the Toronto Raptors never got over him. Demar Derozan is never going to be. That's bashing. But to say that he's not a perfect player and he has flaws like every player in the NBA, that's not bashing. That's that every player has flaws. And when you lose the ability to be able to talk about a player's flaws, as well as the things that that's why, even in what I just said, I talked about the things that DeMar does good, but you still have flaws. We you, you can't be blind to a player just by getting caught up in what they do good. 
They add yes, Demar adds a lot to this team, and a lot of people can learn something from his mentality, if nothing nothing less. But let's not let's not be will, willfully blind to where we don't see where he also is hurting us at times. If I'm not mistaken, the Bulls will have more than thirty million dollars this offseason before re-signing anyone. Well, no, technically yes, but cap holds play a place. So until you renounce the rights of a player, you have cap holds. So that is going to keep the Bulls from getting to that thirty million dollars. They'll have twenty million. And they'll have a $10 million mid-level exception. A $10.5 million mid-level exception. Marcus Couch in the building. Just got off my post-game calling show to get over here and throw a like. I appreciate you, brother. That's my one gripe with DeMar is being a guy who personally loves and prefers players who play on both ends of the floor. He just bad on defense. That's kind of why I prefer Jimmy Butler. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler on this Bulls team? Oh, man, that'd be fun. It'd be fun. If I'm trading anyone, Zach is the last one I'm trading. He's the youngest. B, he can defend better than DeMar or Vooch. And C, he can actually become a great second option if he plays off ball. Listen, if the, if the, if the Bulls had a more versatile ball-dominant player on this team that still passed the ball some, yeah, Zach would, Zach would cook. He would, that's why you have so many Lakers fans that fantasy book him going to the Lakers, right? I missed half the game because I was in my night class. I turned on during the third quarter. That's probably why I'm negative tonight. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's a better squad than the Heat. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Ooh, Jimmy on this team, we're a top three seed. Tell me I'm wrong with Zoe. A healthy Lonzo Ball and a healthy, just the defense alone, right, of a healthy Jimmy Butler and a healthy Lonzo Ball on the team. That would be nasty, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. But all right, y'all, we've been on for an hour. I'm 15 minutes over. Got to go over to Locked on Bulls, man. I appreciate you guys so much. Um, uh, make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail for our weekend mailback episodes, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And make sure you guys go over to Locked on Bulls. We're going to be live streaming over there next. But like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See Red, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.